What's up, guys? It's Gerard Crowley with Fantasy Football Limelight. You're now listening to the Fantasy Football Limelight podcast. Now, in this episode, I'm going to go over some key guys that I plan to target and draft for the 2020 fantasy football season. These are guys I feel like maybe I'll like more than some other people, maybe more than some other analysts. And uh, with that being the case, they have the potential to be taken later in the draft than I would value them. Now, this is one way to get the upper hand in fantasy football. You capitalize on guys who may not get as much notoriety due to the more popular names being the first thought. Now, all the guys I'm about to mention have the potential to put up top-tier numbers for their respective positions. I don't think their ADP will end up reflecting that, which is great news for us. Now, let's get started. The first guy I'd like to hype you guys up on is Detroit Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay. In my early rankings, I have him as my wide receiver 7, but I could easily see him finishing top 5. He exceeded expectations in 2019 by finishing as the wide receiver 9 in full PPR scoring. Now, this is even with a backup quarterback half the season. Galladay had seven or more targets in 11 games for the season, so he was consistently showered with a high number of targets. Opportunity is key in fantasy. I say this all the time. I put it in my captions. I comment on people's pages. This is, this is what I live by in fantasy football. You can have all the talent. You can have anything, but if you don't have opportunity, it means nothing. So opportunity won't be going anywhere anytime soon for Kenny Galladay. Now, I expect an even bigger season for him in 2020. I expect him to easily duplicate his 11 touchdowns. It's very, very likely in my opinion. And I say this because he did what he did with a backup quarterback half the season. Matthew Stafford was lights out while he was on the field. He was playing great. Um, but Kenny Galladay still put up numbers no matter what the quarterback situation was. Not only that, um, weapons around him seem to go down. I know you would think, well, weapons around him going down means he gets more opportunity. In, in a sense, yes, but in a sense, no. Carryon Johnson got hurt. That really drastically, it hurt their run game a lot. With Carryon Johnson back, fully healthy next year, I'm expecting that run game to alleviate some things in the passing game. I'm expecting that to open up more things in the passing game. Uh, TJ Hawkinson should be back and healthy. That will give somebody on the other side or right there on the field with Galladay to open up the field more. Um think the Lions will end up having Amendola again. Uh, I think they'll have weapons, and Galladay will still be the focal point. So Galladay should feast. I, I'm targeting him in all my drafts. Like I said, he could easily finish top five, and I have him right now. I have him pegged as my wide receiver seven in my early rankings. Now, that could change. He could go up. I don't see him going down at all. I really don't. Okay. Another guy I'm loving for 2020 is Denver Broncos wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Now, he had very similar reception and yardage totals as Kenny Galladay. Galladay, however, he, he, he did double the touchdown production. He had 11. Sutton had, I think, six touchdowns, something like that. Now, I see Sutton picking up that touchdown total. He, uh, he was dealing with a rookie quarterback. I mean, he had Drew Locke the last few games of the season. Their quarterback situation was shaky also. But Sutton, he delivered. I mean, the guy, he had a great season. I think he ended up with 72 receptions somewhere around there. Uh, he had over 1,100 yards, just like Galladay did. Now, this next season, I, I see another 70 to 80 reception season for Sutton. Another 11, 1,200 yards, except now I, I think Sutton will crack the double-digit touchdown mark. I think he'll get around 10 touchdowns. I really do. 
Um, him and Drew Locke have this whole offseason to build their chemistry. That's huge. I mean, you throw, you have a shaky quarterback situation where you have this quarterback in and then let's finish the season off with this quarterback. There's not a whole lot of time to get the chemistry where you want it to be. Now, I think this whole offseason, the Broncos will be dedicated to having Drew Locke as their quarterback. That's who will be going through all the drills and practices as the quarterback number one for that team. Um, this is going to help Sutton a whole lot, a whole lot. I think their chemistry gets good. There's nobody there that's going to take that wide receiver one position away from Cortland Sutton. It's his. It's going to stay his. Um, so, with all that being said, in my eyes, he has a great shot at being the top 12 to 15 fantasy wide receiver for 2020. Now, his upside is even higher than that. But I'm going to say it's pretty safe to say he'll be 12 to 15, wide receiver 12 to 15 throughout the whole league. Um, like I said, upside-wise, I could I could honestly see him being top 10 right right there at the back end of 10. It could happen. Do I think it will? No, I think it's I think it'll be more around the wide receiver 15 range. That's that's what I think. But upside wise, he he does have the upside to be a top 10 wide receiver. Um I mean, there's there's big name wide receivers out there that obviously are going to come off the board before guys like Sutton. But that's great. I mean, you can target you can target whatever running back you have your eyes on and just wait on Sutton and you can have similar production at a fraction of the price. That that's how you win leagues. Take advantage of it when the time comes, guys. I mean, that is really how you win leagues. So now I want to go to a running back. Now, one running back I'm hoping to own in a lot of leagues next season is Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. He finished as the RB twenty one in two thousand nineteen, but anyone who watched him play knows he's much better than that. He missed a little time with a shoulder issue, so that slowed him down a little bit, but he still finished with over 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns while averaging a solid 4.8 yards per carry. So he averaged right at five yards per carry, which is great. I mean, if you watch Josh Jacobs run, he runs with emphasis. Like, he do, he don't shy away from contact. He delivers blows while he's getting hit, and he's just a gifted runner. He's, he's gifted, very gifted. All right. I love how he finishes runs. Now, there are obvious running backs who will be taken in fantasy drafts ahead of Jacobs, and I love that. I really do. I love it whenever there's the obvious guys that everybody's going to target, everybody's hoping they're going to get, because you might have guys in your fantasy leagues, they're just gung-ho on whoever they want. That's who they're going to get. They're, they're not thinking like, well, what if I don't get this guy? What's my second plan? A lot of guys don't have a plan to, to what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have a plan to alter their mindset on how they want to draft. They don't. And that's good because uh, Josh Jacobs is the centerpiece of the Raiders' offense. There will be no shortage of opportunity there, and uh, he has a full season of NFL experience now under his belt. I currently have him as my ninth-ranked running back for 2020. And that may, that may be, like I said, whenever I first started this, this episode here, that might be way above where other people are going to have him, but I really expect a huge season from Josh Jacobs. I have him inside my type 10. Now, there's another running back I want to go over. And this one, a lot of people have talked about him. Some think he's going to do great. Some think this is just a fluke. Some think he, he may not stay with the team he's on right now. But I want to talk about him anyway. I'm going to assume that he's staying on the team he's on right now. This is Kenyon Drake. Now, Kenyon Drake, the guy had a phenomenal second half of the season with the Arizona Cardinals. 
Um, he, he really showed out. He showed what he can do whenever he gets a three-down roll. Um, like I said, I'm hoping he remains the three-down back in Arizona. I really hope he does. The upside he has is ridiculous. I mean, he proved when given the lead role for the Cardinals that he can be a solid RB1 in fantasy. Once traded to the Cardinals, Drake averaged a whopping 19.9 PPR fantasy points per game. Now, I think by the time the 2020 season rolls around, he rises out of that sleeper territory. Right now, he's looked at as a sleeper. But I, I fully believe that by the time the 2020 season rolls around, he won't be a sleeper anymore. He'll be on people's radar. But uh, there's, there's still going to be plenty of running backs taken ahead of him. That means there's a great chance that you'll be able to draft Drake at a spot that will be a nice value. Let's hope he has the workhorse role on lock. I really, really, like I said a while ago, I really, really hope he has that workhorse uh, role on lock because he shined very, very bright whenever he had it. Um, I really don't see anybody else on that roster that's going to really challenge Kenyon Drake. And with him averaging right at 20 PPR points per game for his time with the Cardinals, I think it's his to lose. I don't think he'll go anywhere else. I think the Cardinals will do what they have to do to keep him. And I don't think he's going to demand a whole, whole lot of money. So... I think it's a good situation for both Drake and for the Cardinals. Then you have Kyler Murray there on that offense. Young guy that I expect to have a huge season also. Um, Cardinals could trade for a solid tight end. They could trade for a solid wide receiver. And you see what they do in the draft. I think I think the future is going to be pretty bright. Give give the Cardinals here another, I won't say give them another two or three years. I think they can slowly turn that thing around. I really do. But, um. Uh, that's it for my two running backs. I gave you two wide receivers. I gave you two running backs. Now I want to give you two quarterbacks. Now the first one, this is a guy I kind of mentioned a while ago, Matthew Stafford. All right. I know he's been in the league for a long time. I know he's been pretty pedestrian for a long time. But in 2019, Stafford was averaging 21.45 fantasy points per game. Now with Galladay, Amendola, a healthy Hawkinson, a healthy carry on Johnson, Stafford should take all of this and turn it into some production. He really should. Um, he'll have all of them back at full force. If he himself can stay healthy, check what I'm about to say, guys. If he himself can stay healthy, I believe we see him finish as a top 10 fantasy quarterback in 2020. Yes, you heard me correctly. Top 10. Draft him at the back end of your draft for a low-risk, high-reward quarterback. You can thank me later. Now, I'm not saying he's going to come through here and be the QB 1, 2, 3, but I really do believe that if Stafford can stay healthy and his weapons on that team can stay healthy, I, I, I think he'll be a QB 9, QB 10. And this is a guy, like I said, he's not going to be drafted high. He won't be. There's nothing drastically going to change between now and the 2020 season that's going to put people having him as a top five quarterback. But I really do believe he'll be top ten. So you're not losing much if you take a gamble on him at the very end of your draft. Draft Matthew Stafford then, and I firmly believe you'll have a top ten fantasy quarterback. I really do. All right, with that said, let's go on to the second quarterback. Second quarterback I think could return great value for 2020 is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Wentz finished as a QB9 in 2019 while averaging 17.7 fantasy points per game. Now, this is all while being without Deshaun Jackson most of the season, and Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar are dealing with injuries off and on also. Now, his whole receiving core was unreliable, yet he still finished top 10. Eagles are reportedly 
interested in adding a receiver like Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. I fully expect him to get Wentz a reliable receiving option to partner with Zach Ertz and a great passing catching running back Miles Sanders. Now, just think about it. If we watch if we watch Wentz play, the guy has great arm talent. He's accurate. He can he can put it deep when he needs to. He's a great game manager. He's he has a lot of stuff that you really look for for a quarterback in the NFL. When he needs to, he can run. Now, has he been injured a couple times? Yes, he's been injured, but the guy he can run when he needs to run. He can make all the throws. And if they can put the right weapons around him, I really think Wentz has a huge season. I think he returns to that season where he had he was considered for MVP before he got hurt. I think he returns back to somewhere around there. I really do. Because as I said, you have you have a great young running back in Miles Sanders that can run the ball and catch it out of the backfield. You have two solid tight ends in Zach Ertz and Dallas uh, Godert. You have both of them. I really, I really think they get him a solid wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey will be gone. I'm not really sure what's going on with Deshaun Jackson. I haven't really looked into it much, but I think they need another option besides him also. Robbie Anderson would be a great piece. I really think he would. Um, you'll have Ertz underneath uh, going deep when he needs to, but Robbie Anderson would be that guy that can turn on the burners, get downfield open up the top of the defense, and like I said, they have a great young running back in Miles Sanders. Carson Wentz, I think, like I said, he can turn back. He can, he can return to that MVP form. I really think he can. So this is a guy that's going to be on my draft boards also. Um, not saying he'll be a top five quarterback, but I really do think he can be top ten also. And like I said, him and Matt Stafford are guys you can likely get late because all the hype now is going to be on guys like Lamar Jackson, uh, Mahomes, even Josh Allen now, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. You have all these guys that are going to be the first thought for a quarterback. And in most cases, it depends on what type of league you're in, but in most cases, quarterback's not going to be drafted that early anyway. So the guys that will be the 10 to 20 range as far as quarterbacks, you can normally just snag them at the very end of your drafts in most cases. All right, guys. This wraps up the episode. Um... Before I close out, I want to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. The guy was a game changer for everybody, for the sport of basketball, for life in general. Uh, me being a dad and a husband, it really inspired me to see the type of father that he was. Um, it's really moving. A tragic, tragic accident that happened with Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the people on board. I wanted to say that before I got out of this episode. It's really... I've been in my feelings a lot today thinking about this stuff. It makes you look at life with a whole new perspective. Um, so like like I said, once again, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I greatly appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this, and uh, hopefully I can be of help, can lead more of you guys to the Fantasy Championship as I did in 2019 with several of my Instagram followers. Um, so grateful for the support that I get from all of you guys. Appreciate you for listening. Hey, join the movement, guys, on your social media. Use the hashtag, hashtag Limelight Legion. That is hashtag L-I-M-E-L-I-G-H-T-L-E-G-I-O-N. I'm trying to get this going. That's my hashtag. I want to make it my own. I want to get it going. Help me promote that, guys. Um, thank you for the support again. I love you guys. Limelight's out.